Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shadow Talk. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been hasn't a little it? bit, hasn't it? Um, I mean, it really has been a little bit. It's been a hot second uh, since we were all in three this weeks. Room. Yeah, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. Feels like forever. We. What were we doing? Oh, we had our holiday party. Um, we went to Salt Lake City, and it was, was Thanksgiving. Very much fun, and Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. Um, Charles, we unfortunately missed you in Salt Lake City. Yeah, uh, sick kids. It happens. Kids and yeah, you just had to had to stay home, which is we wished you were there. I drank you were, for you. You were there in spirit. I wished I would have been there. It sounded <laughs> fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um how's everybody doing? How are y'all doing? Y'all good? Everybody good? I'm not great. Not all at once. Yeah, really. Don't I'm, all speak at once. I'm doing fantastic. That's good. Yeah. Not, I'm doing pretty well. Ten would do this again. Yeah. So there's been a lot of stuff going on this week. Um Let's start off. I kind of have broken the, I've sent around the articles ahead of time, obviously, um, but kind of broken it down by category this week. Uh, so let's start off with like the data leakage stuff that's been going on. So this first one um, is basically, it's been getting a whole lot of me uh, media attention and people on Twitter have been talking about it, uh, but a 1 billion email password combo list or combo files were uh, found in an open um was it an AWS box or was it, it was some sort of, one a, of them was an AWS. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, one of them yeah there's so many of them, but basically an open server of some kind that was, you know, had all this information in it. This was the China one, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And what kind of, what kind of data was affected? Um, for the most part, I believe. Cause there were some phone numbers in there, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty common. Uh, one of the things actually they go into a little bit, but you'll see a lot of the time is that Chinese characters are, Difficult to mm -hmm. put in email addresses mm -hmm. uh, for text encoding on the web, so people will just use like their phone number, phone number or things yeah. like that uh, a lot in Asia. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty common to see just a string of numbers for an email address, uh, or so just their usernames. Yeah. Also, yeah. just using that as a username. And uh, so you can, with with this data, you know, at this point now you've got address and potentially phone number stuff like that. So you can that 1.5 terabytes of a lot of easy cred stuffing data. You've also got phone numbers associated with passwords, yeah. right? Which is kind of an interesting thing that we don't see a whole lot of like that kind of a data set rather than username, password, it's yeah. phone number, password. Um, yeah. I mean like over 1 billion is still that, a it's lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. no, no <laughs> doubt. Um, they also said that uh, a lot of this was harvested from 2017. Uh, well, I should say it was it was within a posting on a criminal forum from the user Double Flag, who we've seen, you know, not recently, but a lot of Before, in the past. Yeah. Um, and it looked like a lot of it was included within that leak kind of in 2017. Um, but yeah, so it, it seems like it's kind of popped up again. But mm -hmm. even if somebody's like collecting this just to collect it, even having it in one spot is just not a good uh, a good thing. Uh, so and that's yeah. why combo lists are so popular. Yeah, that is why combo lists are popular. You can read our blog about combo lists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was the interesting one from this week. Uh, another data leak story from this week was the uh, the U.S. birth certificates. Uh, yeah. I say leak exposure. Exposure. Whatever you yeah. Call it. This, yeah. This was the this was the S three bucket. Yeah, yeah. This, this was, was the AWS bucket. Um, so. UK security firm found it online and it was unsecured and they actually did not name the uh, company that it belonged to because by the time that this article was posted, they still hadn't identified, uh, or they, they, they haven't identified the company responsible for it. So they could not. Um, so, oh, I was going to say it's because the, the company responsible hasn't replied to notifications. Right, right. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So they haven't promising. been able to take it down. So it's still out there right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that just kind of goes back into when you look at like some RTMI stuff, 
uh, some workshop we did. It's it's all wraps up in there about people just putting stuff on mm-hmm. the internet and like with this AWS like S three buckets that are typically private by default. And yep. then you mess with the settings yeah. or you create a, a new IAM role or something that uh, when you import you know new new roles and create new objects in AWS with those new roles they keep their parent permissions. People just do a lot of data harvesting and, and storing stuff on on mm-hmm. AWS, and mm-hmm. then uh, don't play with any of the settings, and things are just exposed out there. I mean, yeah. what I thought was interesting with this one was the identity fraud aspect of it, because there were a lot of records that were exposed for you know infants and children, mm-hmm, yep. with which you know credit card, bank accounts, etc., haven't been set up for those in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. So people were saying that there's a potential for that to be used in uh, in identity fraud, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I should say that a lot of this, the data that was exposed is for applications for birth certificates. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine there's a lot of sensitive data within an application itself rather yeah. than just the, right. you know, mm-hmm. just the birth certificate. Um, so it included the applicant name, the date of birth, home and email address, uh, phone number, other personal information like other, you know, names of family members and uh, stuff like that. So like you say, I think it's an interesting kind of fraud angle because kids children don't have credit histories or anything like that they're seen as kind of like a an unknown um fresh slate yeah exactly that's what i should say a fresh slate um so which is like a gold mine for fraudsters so uh, i mean like a lot of this information is already available in various websites but not for the kiddos right like that's right i hate it yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 the other thing too is is that uh it, this service, basically, this company that has been unnamed, uh, appears to just—they were a third party, and they would—you could file it online, and then they would reach out to the state for you. Mm. Uh, for all our listeners, if you're in the U.S., uh, having had to file for birth certificates recently, every state has their own website, so you can you can do that, and you don't need to implement a third service. Just go directly mm-hmm. directly to that. It's usually some kind of uh, state. Uh, Health, health and Human Services Department, government, uh, yeah. government site, whatever. Yeah, that it'll it'll be available there, and you can you can do it there. Um, so just try to minimize the yeah the third party Minim- risk minimize there. the yeah. uh, the the hands changing data and yeah. all that. Yeah, yep. yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, I, one of the interesting facts from the article was over one million uh, U.S. kids fell victim to identity fraud in 2017, which is crazy. I mean, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot, lot more. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, resulting in a loss of $2.6 billion in total. I mean, like, that's crazy for, for children. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. Imagine start. Imagine being underage and just starting. Get, say, say you just got out of college. You've never really looked at your credit <laughs> score or anything like that because, like, why would you? And it's 11. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's like it's somebody's, you know, completely messed it up. Yeah. Like, that would be... That would be so hard. $50,000 in outstanding debt. I mean, is there <laughs> any way to fix that? Like, yeah, man, got scammed or got... I don't, well, I mean, you know, what do you do? Obviously, you you can go to the credit reporting agencies and you can file claims, you know, fraud, fraud claims forever. and all that. But it does, and it's sometimes not, it's it, not easy. Sometimes yeah. they don't get resolved either. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, for long periods of time, like that's years. heartbreaking. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, you're at an age where you're trying to potentially buy a house, buy a car, get yeah. an apartment, do student things like loans. that. Yeah, student I'm, loans, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it, it can ruin your life for sure. So that is one thing. I mean, if you're if you're a kid. And as a parent, you know this better than I would, Charles. But um, what if you can you put a freeze on your kid's credit score at that point, or your or your credit um, issuing? That's a good question. I mean, so in in theory, if I remember reading stuff correctly, I mean, most of the time you have to be over eighteen. So, like, uh, t- technically, in in my opinion, uh, 
it should not be difficult for you to be like, hey, like you guys issued a credit card to my kid here who is six. I I don't care who filled out the application and said they're 18. This this kid is six and that that should be on the bank that sent it out. I mean, for like, sure, somebody committed fraud or whatever, but at that point, you know, like. But I guess like, is there any way to get ahead of that before that could even happen at all? So before a credit card gets issued I mean, I, I think the thing is, is that like, I mean, minors shouldn't have credit. So I don't think there's a way to put a freeze on something they can't have. I mean, like right. you, they'd have to be 18, you know, or something and, and be able to be an adult to do, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but I mean, uh, th- but right. Yeah. I mean, um, but there are ways that people are still utilizing that information. To, oh yeah. No, I mean, they're making fake identities <coughs> and, do, and doing that. Right. Uh, and it's tying back to when they actually go do apply for a legitimate card at that right, point, right. you know, and it ties cause it, they're usually just using a small match of, of data. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, and yeah, I, I think yeah. that's the thing is that it, uh, that's why it's successful for a lot of these criminals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So according to an article back in October, it looks like parents and guardians can freeze the credit for kiddos younger than 16. And then 16 and 17 year olds can request the freeze on their behalf as well. Okay. So that, that's right. something. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is still wild to me. Why are people issuing credit <laughs> to kids younger than 16? I, I would have assumed you would have had the to world be we live in. I was going to say, yeah. Then I... <laughs> Uh, That's just wishful thinking on your part. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> um, wow. Well, yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely, that's an area I think worth looking into if you have a kid or you have a child that, yeah. you know, if, if identity fraud is something that you're. Because you it's really not something that you think about. You don't because think about it's it, Because no. it's so out of the way, right? Like you. I wouldn't have thought about it. Why would it. you stop to think that your two-year-old has a potential credit score that could be used for fraud, right? Yeah. My two-year-old bought a Mercedes last week. <laughs> Well, that's legit. That though. kid's living yeah, the dream, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, okay, so then moving on from that one, um, this is a little bit of a different one. It's it's sort of um, it's it's based off some Microsoft research that just got published. Um, but basically, they looked through about three billion uh, breach records and found that forty four million of those were for um, basically Active Directory uh, logins, um, which was really interesting. And they they said that they you know once they found it they rolled the creds and, you know, reset passwords and all that. Um, but this goes to show you that vendors, so let's say Microsoft, and I mean, this is something that Digital Shadows does as well, looking at those breach records and looking to see where those are exposed online and whether or not they're, you know, what systems they're actually used for, um, having knowledge that somebody has stolen it or if it shows up in a, in a $1 billion breach, I mean, $1 billion record breach, I should say, um, you know, we have a very quick and easy way to send you an alert on that, you yep. know, or, or I'm not, I'm not just trying to like plug us. So I'm just saying in general, there are people out there that there are vendors out there that do that sort of thing. Um, and this is a perfect example. Why? I mean, if you have somebody who, uh, has, let's say 50, uh, active, active directory logins for your enterprise and they start going after your infrastructure, like, you could be in a big, a big, yeah, big I mean, pickle you, if you don't know about it. And they uh, are able to yeah. use legitimate authenticate, like accounts to authenticate. Uh, yeah. It's going to be really hard. To I mean, you don't even have to brute force at that point. Like, no. like, it's yeah, just I mean, a yeah, very easy way in. Um, and like I say, I mean, this was just collected through, I think the study was from January to March of this year. Um, and I mean, just 44 million specifically for, Active Directory and Microsoft services um, in general, like yeah, and I mean, and that that too goes for like 
so many people reuse passwords. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you get onto a network using these credentials and then you can pivot to another service and somebody might be using the same thing and now you, you know, just, just another attack vector at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, Okay, so moving on, the next category that we're going to talk about, which is actually just one uh, top or one article, I should say, uh, is about GDPR. So, an ISP, uh, the ISP and hosting company One and One, which is fairly popular um, yeah. in Germany, um, they were fined eleven million dollars uh, for failing to uh, protect the data within their call centers. So apparently they were running like a, I guess the watchdog in Germany was running a test against the call centers. And I think it was what, with just their name. Yeah. Just the name and date of birth of the customer, they could obtain a whole lot more information on that customer. So, I mean, yeah, that like, (laughs) it's not good. (laughs) That's not how the policy should be within a, uh, yeah. company that maintains a lot of, uh, data on people um it's like a lack of due diligence like just yeah. like the financial services with yeah. the children exactly getting credit cards exactly uh so they were fined 11 million dollars which is a pretty pretty good chunk of change it's not the biggest one we've seen no, it's but not. it's still pretty significant it's still an ongoing uh enforcement of mm-hmm. gdpr which is you know something that i think we'll continue to see over time and now with um, um ccpa mm-hmm. in california uh which is the new data protection uh, act in California. I don't know the ins and outs of it right now, but um, but I think that that goes into effect in the new year. Mm-hmm. Cool. And since there's so many Silicon Valley companies, companies based in California, data centers in California, blah, 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 um, I think that it could have an effect uh, on the data exposure in the U.S. Uh, so at least in California. At least in California. Yeah. Um, I mean, until states start implementing their own versions of right. a data protection act, you know, that'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. Right. Um, I think New York has one as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, all of that would get consolidated, right, to cover all 50 states, all I, jurisdictions. I, ideal. But yeah. You know, I would that, hope, that is an I ideal so. that is yeah. not a certainty. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, I mean, the reason I bring it up is because hopefully in the new year, we will go back and revisit our too much information piece. And um, eh, again, in an ideal world, we'll be seeing a whole lot more decrease uh, in the exposures within the EU, um, maybe even Germany specifically, like this one mentioned, um, which actually is, that just reminded me that the first GDPR fine was for that German chat uh, service, that noodles or noodles. Yeah. which, yeah, kind of full circle on that. But anyways, um, yeah, hopefully there will be a lot more decreasing trends, uh, which... I love it. Then we won't have to write the report anymore. Like, that's <laughs> that, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's, that's We're the goal. We're still expecting a trilogy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you sound as optimistic as I did when I thought banks wouldn't issue credit to minors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin my hopes and dreams, Charles. Uh, sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just glad that, you know, with GDPR, people are being held accountable, or organizations, rather, mm-hmm. are being held accountable. And I'm really glad that that's being implemented here in the U.S. because it's really easy to find info on us. It is, yeah. I mean, like, all of us are fairly well uh, versed in like OSINT collection and collecting information on people just for our jobs, right? I mean, we can find it pretty easily and imagine somebody who was more malicious intent, you know? I mean, just me personally, I received several letters in the mail about uh, being in stuff, you know, I mean, the OPM stuff. Yeah, yeah. Equifax, like, right. All all of that. Yeah. My fingerprints, name, date of birth, social security number, 
I'm just gonna go look online right now to go find all your stuff. Go I'll for help it. you. It's it's there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I agree. I think having the accountability there is what's really key uh, to kind of reducing that overall stuff over time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I guess this is the part of the show where I should probably plug our weekly insum, which it has a new look. Uh, Alex, why don't you talk a little bit about what the new kind of format of the the insum is? So anyone that's been looking at the insums over the past couple of months, past couple of years even, it's been a pretty consistent format. So usually we'll pick one topic out of this week's uh, public intelligence incidents and then build a larger article off that. But now what we're doing is we're looking at what ha- what's happened over the past week and then drawing trends from that. So having a major trend and then having an article with about that with the... Um, public intelligence pieces backing that up. It's a little bit more discussion-based, which I think is good. It almost follows a similar style to something that you might see on a blog. Like or a blog, yeah, yeah. Or even on this podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Check it out. Definitely see it's it's worth your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I think it... I, think it, uh, it I gives, like it a lot more. It gives it a lot more context mm-hmm. to a broader theme mm-hmm. in general. And it doesn't kind of limit it down to, yeah. you know, just a couple paragraphs. Like it's... Pretty substantive, I yeah. should say. Because a lot of the times it would be on the reader to kind of draw out the main themes, whereas now those themes are drowned out for you and you can kind of synthesize it mm-hmm. more easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yes, yeah, so please do go check that out. We will include links to that in the podcast show notes. Um, okay, so the final category that I wanted to go over this week was some dark web updates. Uh, everybody loves some good dark web updates because it's so secretive and sneaky. Um, So I guess I'll just start with the first one here, which I just actually saw this morning. Um, The English language dark web marketplace Tochka, which has been around for a long time, um, I want to say like two years at least. Um, Sounds right. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a little bit, Um, especially when Alphabay and Hansa were going down. Tachka was one of the ones that kind of was like, oh, are people going to move over to this one? So it's been around for a little bit, uh, but it's been inaccessible for the last nine days. Uh, and a lot of people think that it's been an exit scam, uh, which is shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we see this all the time. All There's the time. so many Not different forums and marketplaces that are just going up and going back down and mm-hmm. discussions of exit scams. You see those everywhere right there's the the whole debacle around nightmare market which mm-hmm. there's some updates on that I was as gonna, well now yeah i was gonna say why don't you just say, yeah. say what the update is so a, a couple of weeks ago there was a, a lot of discussions about nightmare market which was another fairly popular marketplace um that they were undergoing an exit scam and sure enough now the uh, the market is inaccessible and instead when you go to it there's a defacement um that has a, a docs of the alleged admin or administrator Right. The alleged admin of Nightmare on right, it. Right. Which, which is, is interesting. I mean, it's <laughs> it's got like pic- it, <laughs> it's got pictures of like him and his girlfriend and like it's Aww. address, everything. It's a pretty big like I I kind of I <laughs> this sounds really weird to say. I kind of hope that it is him only because if it was somebody that just wasn't connected to it at oh, all. Oh, that would be yeah, horrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like but Can you it, imagine your face on uh, on a dark web marketplace? Yeah. Just yeah, no. It's that, like, hey, Alex, there, here's our admin. Fo- can you Photoshop that? Make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. That'd so, be horrible. So yeah, so that was an update uh, for Tachka Nightmare, and then there was one other update from uh, Market MS. So, Alex, what is Market MS? Just really briefly. Yeah, so Market.ms is a cyber criminal market um, that, interestingly enough, was created by one of the founders of XSS. 
which is another which is a founder of exploit exactly uh, it, it's yeah. all tied together you know all of this stuff you know the same person is has has their hands in all of these different projects and this one now market.ms has shut down yep they closed up they closed up shop and um basically their reasoning behind it was that they just weren't <laughs> making enough money <laughs> well a good reason is any you know? yeah yeah um, at least they're being honest about it instead of just ugh, disappearing yeah. with everyone's money <laughs> what a bummer scan. Because yeah. they're even doing um, refunds, aren't they? Yep, they're refunding. Uh, so, yeah, basically they're saying they're not accepting any more deposits for, you know, on the site to purchase anything. Uh, data on the, on their servers was, like, wiped and, you know, no, no customer data was stolen or anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, then they're also refunding any, like, unresolved financial it's disputes. It's about as like ethical that. as you yeah, can get on a cyber criminal market. Yeah, that is the weirdest thing. Uh, cyber criminal weird? market with morals. What? Yeah, so yeah. strange. It's, um, uh, it, it reminds me, I saw a thing on Twitter recently. There was a screenshot of a criminal group, like, ransomware someone's computer. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. uh And, the, like, they were like, we need this X amount of money. And the guy's like, Do I, I can't afford that. Like, I'm, I'm a college. Like, my monthly yeah. salary is, like, yeah. $100. Yeah, and, and they were just like, oh, yeah, here, here's your decryption key. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> like, like they, they were just pretty much like, yeah, that, that, that sucks. It was, like, in, it was in Taiwan. They yeah. were like, oh, we, we severely uh, overestimated, like, the financial. Yeah, they, they were just like, we thought you guys made way more money than you do on average. And this has not been a good campaign for us. So we oh, just, that's kind of nice. We're going to just undo this. So, oh, sorry, like man. That. Like, that's like it, the yeah. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, just, it, it made me laugh. I was like, that's, that's customer service with a smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so, yeah, so right now the market, so market.ms, the URL, will redirect to the XSS uh, website. So, um, so, yeah, so if you're trying to buy anything off that, then you can't anymore. Um so yeah, so I guess one also point to to note is that um, you know we just published a a white paper essentially about the longevity and how um, cyber criminal forums over markets uh, have survived for so long, and this is kind of another data point that falls within that. Um, so yeah, so market.ms now redirects to XSS. Um, so if you want to buy anything off of market.ms, then you cannot. All right. Well, that will kind of bring us to a close for this week. Um, it's been good seeing all of you. Uh, I'm about to leave again for three weeks. Where are you going? I'm on vacation for three oh, weeks after this. House. Yeah. You're uh, going to your house. Yeah, I'm going home. Spend time nice. with your squirrel. Yeah, with the squirrel. <laughs> the, Have you named it yet? No squirrel updates, but they're, they, it seems like they're multiplying. Because that's, that's how squirrels work. Do. I know. Yeah. There's like four of them in the yard uh, now. It's not yeah. just bunny rabbits. Uh, yeah. They've smelled weakness and they're gathering. <laughs> they're gathering. <laughs> they're their forces, pulling yeah. together the squirrel version of the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost the holidays. I wanted to ask what one thing that each of you were doing as a question of the week. One thing that each of you are doing for the holidays, whether that's whatever it is that you celebrate or if you don't celebrate or whatever. Festivus. Yeah, Festivus. So Alex, what do you, what are you what are y'all gonna do? Well, I'm having my mom and my brother and his girlfriend coming over to Dallas, which will be good. It's probably the first time in a long time I'm not going to Massachusetts for mm-hmm. Christmas. So. so probably not very snowy. Not very snowy. That's almost certain. <laughs> Although, There's who knows? There's a slight chance. Yeah, who knows? We could be surprised. Yeah. So, Casey, what are you going to be doing for the holidays? My mom and I will be making beef wellington for the first time in Ooh. our lives. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. I'm excited. That but good. Yeah. The recipe says it'll take seven hours. Oh. I'm not sure if that's Are real. You doing the puff pastry yep. from scratch? Yes. Oh, that's, man. that's the tough part. Yeah. 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 That's, that's going to be the Because you got to bake it, right? And then it, if yeah. it 
got to fold it. It like can like a million times yeah. to get all the layers. So you have all your mushrooms and your shallots, and you cover it with prosciutto, oh. and then you cover it with a puff pastry. Oh my god, that sounds really I, good. I'm I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm nervous, but I'm. If pumped. you just want to send some to my house after you're done, I can take a picture. Good. There's not no, going to be no, no, no send some actual. No. <laughs> I have to cook for my father too. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, Charles, what are you and the fam gonna do? Um, got a couple things uh, with my wife's family. We're gonna get some lockups and do the whole Hanukkah thing. Uh, looking yeah. forward to that. Cool. It's gonna be a good time. And then uh, also gonna go visit my parents and do Christmas there uh, with my kids and everything. So it'll be fun. Nice. nice, nice car ride with my kids. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Oh, the car rides with that the kids. Yeah. yeah. That's a story for yeah. another time. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> the most recent holiday that you took with the kids. <laughs> yes, my my children are not fans of prolonged car rides. No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm not either. I don't know most people. I don't think they are. Yeah. 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 I really like them. Oh, really? I like oh. traffic, too. I, I'm oh, a weirdo. What? No, no way. Yeah. It's a big old waste of time. Make friends in traffic. It's oh. a good life. Uh, let's see. What am I going to be doing? Probably not much. So, so as listeners will know, I just recently bought a house. Uh, I need to still put lights up because I've never done lights really before for a house. Uh, so I still need to get those. And I also got a massive tree. Uh, don't ask me why it was so big. Um, I didn't know really what I was doing. Why, so why was it such a big tree? I don't, I don't know. Did you get one of the fake ones or is it a real one? It's a real one. I mean, it's big. Yeah. I mean, at least next year you can adjust. Yeah. If you got a fake one, kind of yeah. stuck with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I found yeah. uh, about four foot is like the ideal size. Really? It's, oh, it's great. This yeah. is an eight foot. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're, we, you're really going big. Um, yeah. A few years ago, we, we got like a, like, I think it was probably like eight foot with, with blocking on it. Mm-hmm. Man, what a mess. What a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Uh, never again. Is, uh, is that the white stuff? Yeah, like the it looks like, looks like snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. My, my dogs like chewed it off the tree. Ooh. And like, I mean, we found it around Everywhere. the house for months. <laughs> like it just in like little corners under the couch, like. In rooms nowhere near where the tree was at, it, it, just a nightmare. <laughs> it's been tracked everywhere. Uh, but yeah, like for a live tree, man, yeah, four foot tall is, is fantastic. Yeah, I've n- I've never done a live tree, so it Neither was have I. yeah. So it's a it's an adventure, but I don't think I ever want to. It no, looks it's, like too much work. It's cool. It's not. Bad. I mean, you just fill it with water. Like it's not that. No, I mean like the lights and stuff. Like I like the pre-lit, oh, the pre-lit ones. Trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's fair. That's, that's fair. Convenience. Um. So yes. Yeah, so then we'll I'll also do the normal Christmas stuff that we always do. Go over to my parents' house and have dinner, presents, lots of alcohol and, <laughs> <laughs> and food. Uh, that's so, way to do it. Yeah. You know, it's pretty pretty good. All right. Well. Uh. Oh, I should also plug that next week we will be doing a kind of like a year end podcast mm-hmm. uh, that will be with myself alex uh rick holland and victoria austin from the uk uh so we will be recording that next week and then that will be the last shadow talk of the year so be sure to check that out um i'm not 100 percent sure when we're going to be starting back up again uh I'm, I'm assuming that it'll be first or second week in january probably uh so so yeah so we'll, obviously we're going to take a couple weeks off for the for the holiday break and then we'll be back uh, so yeah, some more details on that next week, but, uh, thank you guests for, for joining. Always happy. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you have a good holiday and, uh, listeners, we'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>